Today's episode is sponsored by Creative Edge Publicity. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Let Fear Bounce. This is your host, Kim Lingling. I am so happy that you are deciding to spend just a small part of your day with myself and my special guest today, Joanne McLean. She writes urban fantasy and supernatural thrillers, which have received honorable mentions from the Whistler Independent Book Awards and the Victoria Writers Society. Reviewers call her books addictive, smart, and fun. Joanne, thank you so much for joining me today on Let Fear Bounce. It's my pleasure, Kim. It's great to be here. You know, when I first was reading up on you, because I do, I always do a little creeping, want to find out what you're all about, the types of stuff that you do. I was surprised that you wrote, and I don't know why, but urban fantasy and supernatural thrillers. So I guess my first question is, how did you get into that genre of writing? I love that genre of writing. It's my favorite one to read, which is probably why I decided to write that one. I was uh, initially, the very first thing I remember reading that had this twist to it was John Wyndham's The Chrysalids. And I was just a teenager when I read that. And I was just so taken with that whole idea that you could speak telepathically to other people and the whole supernatural abilities kind of thing. And being the skinny little kid growing up, I thought, oh, wouldn't it be great to be like, have that Superman power that you could, you know, in, <laughs> make your will known to people. That's awesome. You know, and I, I'm really, I'm, I'm always intrigued with those types of books as well, you know, with, with magic and supernatural and things like that. Trisha O'Malley, I've read a lot of her stuff. I don't know if you've read her stuff, but hers is all about magic and witches and warlocks and things like that. And I love witches and warlocks. Yeah, I, know, I do too, ever since I was young. And I, I've never written anything like that. I, I'm a writer as well, but I've, it's just, I write more, um, my, my stuff that I write is typically faith-based. But then I have this other story that's been ongoing for years, and one day it will become a book, but it's all about wood sprites and fairies. <laughs> <laughs> that's you know, the and, fun part. About yeah, and the magical little world that they live in, and they all, you know, they can all talk to my dog. So that's <laughs> that's a book in the making for years, and one of these days I'll finish it because it's it is fun. It is fun to sit down and I, you know, you get all these, all these whole conversations and stories and what the wood sprites are wearing and what they look like and their personalities. So when you're coming up with your stories, how, how does your brain work? I guess, do you see them in your head? Is it something that just comes to you and you have to hurry up and get all this stuff out or how, do, how do your stories come to you? My, the, the original idea behind the whole series was um, a dream I have a recurring dream of flying and it's a dream a lot of people have so i'm not just that you know i'm not the only weirdo in the room <laughs> no you're not no there's two of us right now <laughs> well i they're so real these dreams to me that um when i was considering writing i was thinking about that sensation that i have when i'm flying in my dreams that total elation and the the miracle of it you know of being above the earth and the wind and flying and so that's what i was trying to recreate was just that one scene i didn't really sit down to write a book at all i was sitting down to write one scene and i i loved it i just loved the process of writing i loved the tightening of it and changing the sentences around and um and then of course i thought all right, so you've got this chick and she's jumping off the deck and she's flying down the coast, but wait a second, 
how does she know she can jump off the deck and fly down the coast? She must have known she could fly and if she knew she could fly. Was this something that she was given as a gift or was it something she was born with or were, were there other people? How'd she learn to fly? So all of those things started, all those questions started filling out the story. And before I knew it, I had a full blown story. Um, it was a very bad draft, the first draft, but I didn't know it was a bad draft until I started sharing it. And then I realized I needed to do some work with it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I think we as writers, I know I will sit down and I'm always saying, I just sit down and I like word vomit. You know, I'll get a story in my head and I just go, 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 knowing that there's probably not a whole lot of structure to it. And then I walk away, I let it simmer for a day or two and then come back you know, and then I'll read it and say, wow, that's, that's total crap, Kim. Or, <laughs> or, Hey, I think I have something I can work with here. <laughs> but I think there's, if there's a, there's a good use for everything that you put out because you know, you never, you never know how you can tweak it and mold it into yeah. something worth reading, you know? Yeah. That first draft that I did, I just sat with it. I sat with it for a long time wondering what do I do with this? Like I wasn't sure if it was worthwhile or if it was just a, you know, a, a game I was playing with myself. I just didn't know. And it absolutely scared the pants off me to share it with anyone. It felt like I was stripping naked in front of them. And I did, I shared it with two people who I trusted to give me some solid feedback. And I was on pins and needles waiting for them to finish and give me some feedback. And when they did, I was pleasantly surprised because it was a hot mess, but the whole premise of it was fun and entertaining. And they were, even though the writing needed some work and the uh, structure needed some work, they were both telling me, no, 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 you've got to work on this. This is worthwhile and you need an editor. Go see a structural editor right away. So that's what I did. I got a structural editor and they started me on my way and then it was rewritten. Oh God, so many times. <laughs> so when, when did this journey start for you? This started, I started playing with the ideas in 2011 and by 2012, I was ready to, I was ready to publish it and um, didn't know how to do it, of course, it was totally, I didn't even have a Facebook account or a Twitter account or anything. So I, I had to learn quickly all that stuff and I, I, I'm not technically savvy, so it took a long time. And I, I actually farmed it out to a company here in Canada called Friesen Press because I just couldn't manage it. I couldn't do it. And um, it took until I had four books out before I figured out that I could do it. And then I pulled the books back from Friesen and put them out myself under my own press. Oh, awesome. Mm. Awesome. So what is the name of your own press? Windstorm Press. I like that name. Thank you. I named it after we have this giant fir tree in front of our deck. And it used to be the neighborhood Eagle Perch until one night in March in a in a windstorm, it blew down. And this was a giant tree. So we were so lucky it didn't blow on the house. It blew away from the house. But what was left was what we call the monument. It's this big stump that's got to be 20, 25 feet high. And it's all jagged at the top. And at first, I wanted my husband to take it down because I couldn't stand that we had lost that tree. 
and um, and we didn't take it down. It's still there. And so the the image that I use is that image because that whole idea that I couldn't stand the look of it and I wanted to take it down, and it was kind of like the death of the tree. <laughs> yeah. But it became something else. It became a bird nest for for birds. And so I I just thought it was the perfect image for my windstorm press. That's awesome. I like that story. And I like how you say you call it the monument. <laughs> I have I have a massive stump in my yard and it's I, and I, I live kind of in the country. So I have a large yard. I'm surrounded by trees and fields and woods. But this one massive tree in my yard, it was cut down. And what was left was this huge part of the stump that they didn't, you know, do anything with. And it's just been there for years. And, you know, I keep each year I'd say, oh, I've got to get someone to cut that up because it's just huge. It's just massively around. And now it's still there. And so I just call it BART. And that's short for bad yard art. <laughs> I love that. That's good. That's yeah. Very good. <laughs> yeah. So people like, well, that's a really, really big trunk of tree you got there. I'm like, yeah, that's BART. And they're like, what do you mean BART? I'm like, bad yard art. <laughs> Yeah, see, our brains kind of go the same. See how I, it goes. I, yeah. <laughs> well, I like how you said things started from a dream. For the stories as you've continued with them. Now, you said it's a four-book series so far? No, it turned into a seven-book series. Seven? Seven. And I've awesome. just published a brand-new series, also dream-related a little bit, because... There is the the new book is called Bloodmark and it's out, it was just out last month and it's a brand new person in a brand new series uh, but it's still supernatural, um, very fast paced. It's about a woman who has these uh, blood red birthmarks that she's born with. They snake around her body and they slowly start to disappear. And as they start to disappear, these dreams she has of the past get stronger and stronger. And then she figures out that someone's trying to kill her and it's these marks that are protecting her. And so what the, um, when she dreams, this is again, like, you know, when you wake up from a dream and it's a really intense dream and you've got about two or three seconds there where you wake up and you're not sure yet that the dream wasn't real. So you're still yes. <clears throat> kind of living in that dream. So that idea, that notion that you maybe could be in your dream is Again, like, I don't know what mean dreams, but it, so that's part of this book too, is this whole dream notion. Oh, that sounds incredibly fascinating. I like, <laughs> I like that. No, because a lot of my ideas come from dreams too. Ooh. And I, I, I've not ever written a full book. That's probably why it's taken me so long to do my wood sprite one. But I, I like doing short stories, you know, three to 5,000 words. And just for whatever reason, that's what comes to me. The ones that are always, to me anyway, the most fascinating ones are the ones that come in dreams. And it's when you wake up and you're in that, I call it the in-between state. <laughs> you know, how you're just sitting there and you're teetering yeah. between that other world, your dream world and your real world. And it's almost like you're sitting in both at the same time. That's exactly it. That's exactly it. Yeah. And then when you finally do come awake, you're... I always, I'll, I'll be like, I'm discombobulated right now. <laughs> you, know? yeah. you feel disoriented and a little off oh, yeah. for a few minutes. Oh yeah. And sometimes you're angry or you're, you're upset or you're extremely happy about something. And or then, extremely like, sad or extremely sad. Yeah. And it, it takes a few seconds to level out after that. Right. And then I sit there, I'm going, I think I need to write that down. 
before it goes away. Yeah, because sometimes it just, it, as soon as you get yourself fully awake, it's gone. You know, so, so I keep, are you a person who keeps tablets and pencils or pens everywhere? I, I kill myself laughing because I wake up in the night and I, two things will happen. I will either in the dark write notes because I don't want to wake my husband up. So I'll take a pen and I'll write it or a pencil and write it in the dark. Or I'll say to myself very convincingly, don't worry, Joanne, you will remember this in the morning. It is so great. You will never forget this idea. Of course, when I wake up in the morning, I have no idea except that it was really great. Whatever it was, it was really great. <laughs> right. And if I look at my notes, they're illegible. <laughs> it's like scrawling <laughs> scratch and I'm trying to decipher it in the light of day and I have no idea what I've written down. <laughs> I have tablets everywhere. I do. I have tablets and pens everywhere, almost in every room of the house. I've got one in my purse. I've got one in my car because I'm always thinking, you know, that that one immensely brilliant idea is going to hit me and I have to be ready. (laughs) (laughs) I have ideas on many different tablets throughout my house and sometimes I'll pick them up and go, wow, I should date these. I know when I had this thought and if it maybe it goes with my thought that's in the tablet that's in the kitchen you know so I have disjointed thoughts spread out all over my house lots of short stories that's right I have much to choose from I used to keep when when I was writing the first and second and even the third book I used to keep a list of my great ideas in a document and I treated that document like gold and I would just you know, I would be a very miserly, stingingly giving out the ideas to the books. And I realized after a time that I didn't have to do that. I could use all of the ideas that fit in that book because the more I wrote and the more I used my imagination, the better it became. It's like a muscle. And the more you use it, just the stronger it got. And these ideas would just come flooding in. I love that. I like talking to folks and seeing how their brain works and seeing how they're creativity i love watching and hearing how people's creativity flows you know and how their date how they use that creativity to get their books going or how sometimes it might even take you off on a different a different journey have have you had that happen to you where you've got you you know you've got this brilliant idea of course it's brilliant you came up with it and then as you're in the midst of it it changes and it turns into something you weren't expecting yes yes all the time. I do. I When I first started writing, it was very organic. Like I said, I started from that one scene and built out. But I've because it's a series, I had to pretty quickly learn how to outline because there's so many different um, storylines and I didn't want to miss anything. Um, so when I started outlining, uh, what I discovered was um, my characters and the story didn't always conform to what I thought they were going to conform to in the outline. So I'd be writing along and then it's brilliant idea would hit me and it would take me in a completely different direction but if I looked at the outline and figured out a way that I could still get to the ending I went that I changed the outline I would never change where the inspiration was taking me because that was the interesting that was the nugget you know but I would change the outline afterwards to reflect where the story had taken me so that, that happens all the time every single book that's happened so when you first started your first your first book did you have an intention of that becoming a seven book series no, <laughs> not at all. I I was doing a one-off story. 
and 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 most of my books are a one-off story they start certainly even blood marks starts off as a one-off but i know there's another book there i've already outlined it and it's the ideas come to me as i'm writing the first book same with the secret sky i started writing it and when i finished i was just amazed that i had a book period that was an astronomical achievement in my mind but i i missed the characters i missed the writing i was like what am i going to do with myself today god i'm going to have to vacuum (laughs) (laughs) so I missed it so much which is why I which is why I I started putting ideas down for a second book and then as I was putting those ideas down and I kind of started to write scenes here and there of course I wasn't outlining completely then um, I, I could just see that oh gosh this is definitely book two and I can see definitely book three in there and I I actually started marketing it as a trilogy because I thought for sure okay we've got three books here and I can't believe I'm I'm gonna write three books and then I got kind of into the second third book and I thought oh no I messed up again there's gonna be a fourth book (laughs) blow the trilogy out of the water so I, I wrote the fourth and then I I wrote um the it actually finishes at the sixth book but i left a few windows in there little doors i can open if i wanted to continue to write in that series but then i did a funny thing i i i not a funny thing i took the first book and i rewrote it from a man's perspective i rewrote it from her lover's perspective and that was fun writing from a man's perspective for the first time was that that would be yeah that would be interesting yeah, they don't use colors and words. They don't use the same descriptors we use when they're describing things. Like I'd say to my husband, what color do you think this is? And I'm looking at something that's got lots of multi-shades of different colors, and he'll say green. Yeah. <laughs> what style do you think this is? It's a dress. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah right. It's just a, a different way of looking at the world. So that was really fun. I had a great time with that book. That does sound like fun. And I've not ever done that. I might do that just to see how it feels. Yeah, it's a hoot. <laughs> yeah, I bet it is. Their thoughts are very compartmentalized. It's like boxes. And um, someone told me that they have a bunch of boxes in their head. And this is a male person. I have a bunch of boxes in my head. And when I have something to talk about, I pull that one box out. And that is what I talk about. And that only. Then when I'm done that goes back in and then I can pull something else out and talk about it. But it's just one at a time, one box, at t- not all this multiple thoughts going on and multitasking in your brain like like us women do. <laughs> I know in many senses they're so much, they, they're very uncomplicated in that sense. You know, whereas I think we're, oh, we, we can be very complicated. <laughs> you are correct, I agree. <laughs> And that's probably putting it really nicely. <laughs> so your new your new book, Bloodmark, just came out. Where's that released at? It is available wide. It's everywhere. Books are sold. All the usual suspects, Barnes & Noble, Amazon. Indie bookstores can order it as well. It's available in indie bookstores. And it's also available in ebook format. I have not done an audio uh, book version of it yet. Um, it's it's something that's in the back of my mind that I will probably do some point down the road, but it's not out there right now. But it is available out there. Do you have is anything of, out of your other series? Is or do you have those made up in audio? No. And the reason I don't have the others made up is just the cost factor of having to do seven because you 
I can't just do one. If, if someone enjoys right. it, they're going to want the second one. And if it's not there, they're not going to be happy about that. So in order for me to do all of them, I really would have to, you know, mortgage the house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're probably right. Yeah. I was speaking to um, an author a few months ago and she had her book done audio, but she, she narrated it herself. And I was surprised by that, but she said it took hours and hours and hours and hours. And she did it at her church because they had a setup to do that. Nice. And so oh, it was, nice. you know, and I was like, well, that's awesome that, you know, so she said, I thought I'd just try it myself. And so I'm, I'm curious and interested to see when she finally has that released. I want to see how it came out because it was a tremendous amount of work for one book. It was, it was dozens and dozens of hours. Oh Yeah. Yeah, I did. I recorded the first chapters, I think of the first two or three books and put them up on um, SoundCloud. Recording, I can't believe that. I had so much respect after that for live announcers on the news because I wrote the words. I've read them thousands of times and I could not read them out loud consistently. <laughs> I kept making mistakes and I'd have to stop and then read that sentence over again. And then I get to another paragraph, I'd make a mistake again. It took me forever to do that. So yeah, I can imagine. I can't imagine doing all my books actually. It's just daunting. I couldn't imagine doing an entire book. I sat and did the same thing that you're talking about, only I didn't upload it anywhere. I was just playing around to see how it would sound and how I would do. And I was constantly tripping over my words. I'm going, but I wrote these. <laughs> Isn't it shocking? I, I, I know this back and forth and I was I was tripping up on the words, mispronouncing words and stuff and I'm going. So it was yeah, I was thinking that, you know, I have that gave me a lot more respect for the folks that do do that for a living. You betcha. Yeah. Yeah. And they're very and they're better than me by far for sure. The the way they can animate their voice. I find it really I don't know, I don't know if it's embarrassing or what, but I just don't seem to be able to animate my voice the way a professional voice actor does that's probably why they're the professionals and we're not yes <laughs> yes you're right i always thought it would be fun though to do maybe it would be easier if i did it with someone else's work and not my own i've recently read a book by jennifer lieberman on recording your own uh, videos or your own audio books and um, i'm telling you it's tempting she talks a lot about preparing for it like preparing your voice and building up your stamina, which I would never have imagined before. But I guess that's part of it is that um, like even you and I talking here for 20 minutes or half an hour, I will, I will find my voice rough after that because I don't talk very much through the day. I, guess it's I, like know, I agree. I agree. And yeah. I, drink, I drink too much coffee. <laughs> What's too much? Come on. <laughs> well, to me. To me, there is no level of too much. And if I've just met, you know, a kindred spirit, this is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> That's like, sometimes like cork. Why would you need a cork for the wine bottle? <laughs> what you, we took it out. What do you mean? <laughs> you reuse it. <laughs> oh, leftover it. wine? Leftover yes. wine? You freeze it? What? Right, right. <laughs> what do you? I don't understand that comment. <laughs> Is that a bottle called leftover wine? Say, <laughs> so, no, I saved the corks for craft projects. What are you talking about? 
<laughs> yeah, definitely kindred spirit here. I think so. <laughs> oh, I love it. So what is, I know you're working on this, the new series, but do you have anything else on your back burner that's just been simmering for a while and you're excited to get to, or maybe in the new year, you've got a whole new thing you're going to work on? I have got, well, I'm, I'm, like you say, I'm working on the second book in this series. I've got notes that I'm taking for maybe a third book, but it has to be a full third book. I won't. And I have, I put out a Christmas novella at uh, the beginning of this month. I've, I, I know you write short stories and I give tons of credit or kudos to you for short stories because I find them really difficult to write. And I won this cover um, last year. I won a book cover from a company that I buy some of my short story book covers from. And I knew I wanted to write a Christmas story. So I, I picked a Christmas cover and then some girlfriends brainstormed a title for it, Crimson Frost. I'm terrible at titles, so they came up with a great title. Subtitle is A Supernatural Noel. And the, uh, the, book, is, the book cover is gorgeous. But then I had to write the story. So talk about what's on the back burner. The first two attempts at this short story were the most dark, unchristmassy stories you could possibly imagine. So I couldn't use them for the Christmas story because that just would not be Christmas. <laughs> so I, I, I wrote the Crimson Frost story that, that I just published. And it is, a, I mean, it still starts with a death. but it becomes happy at the end because it's christmas but those two stories that i started and didn't finish because they weren't christmasy enough those stories i want to work on and one of them in particular i thought was kind of fun because it's about witches i love witch stories so it's about witches and magic and um i don't know how how boring the the trope is but i was thinking twins twin twin witch witches that don't know each other but one does good magic, one does bad magic. So I'm playing with that idea. Oh, I like that idea. It'd be fun. Yeah. It, 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 well, now in my minds, we're on like, ooh, and what? How were they brought up, and why were they separated? <laughs> yeah, I know. I, <laughs> that's I have so much to think about. Yeah, that's exciting. All right, awesome. So we have to keep in touch then, because as this new stuff comes out, I definitely want to hear about the witch story. Okay. All right. Definitely do. I'll get on that next. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why don't you hop right on that one? Because <laughs> some stranger you just met today wants to read it. <laughs> That's it. The heck, heck with the series. Let that That's right. <laughs> <laughs> well, before we wrap things up today, why don't you let my listeners and our listeners know where it is that they can find all of your wonderful work. They can find everything through one place. jpmcclainauthor.com is my website. You can and download the first chapters to all of my books in PDF format. And there are links there to all my social media sites. If you sign up for my newsletter, you get my my short stories that I've written for free. And you will hear about all the newest release news, including when those two witch, those twin witch stories comes out. <laughs> <laughs> then I might have to go on and subscribe to your newsletter then. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, com. You can get everything there. <laughs> Awesome. Thank you so much for sharing just a part of your day with me and my listeners today. It was just a joy talking to you. I love learning how authors and creatives brains work and how they come up with their storylines and just where the journey takes them. So thank you so much for sharing just a little bit of your journey. And I truly enjoyed it. And I hope you enjoyed it as well. 
I did. I've had a great time. Thanks so much, Kim. It was wonderful to talk to you. Thank you. Have a great day. You too. Bye now.